All right, TJ, the regular season is over, and now it is a super wild card weekend edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. I'm your host, Martin Weiss. TJ Hushmanzada, are you excited for the playoffs? My nickname is Playoff T. Playoff T. Is that, yeah, when it, comes, <laughs> hey, hey, when it comes to the picks. I'm about to say, it was the, that was one of your nicknames. It's, is this a playoff P? Because that's how the, you can't give yourself a nickname. But you know what, though? That's all right. Yeah, are you, are you, when, it, when it comes to the picks, Rob Rob Parker uh, annihilated him last year. How I'm doing you. And so, hey, you know, that's how it works. I love that. How you're doing me. Like, we don't agree on 85% of the picks that we ended up submitting <laughs> in the first place. That, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Hey, who'd, you last, who'd, you, who'd you have in a national championship game? I picked Alabama, but I didn't bet it. I picked Georgia. I didn't bet it either. I never bet, but I picked Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I picked yeah. Alabama. I just, you know, I just really had trouble with this one stat. Saban was twenty-five and one against his former assistants. You and know where that one loss came from, though, right? Came from Jimbo this year. This year. Two losses in the same football season. So maybe things will begin to change down in Tuscaloosa when he faces his former assistant coaches. Speaking of uh, former assistants going up against somebody, I don't want to get too much into the firing of the head coaches because generally we kind of knew who was going to be fired. But Brian Flores is 4-0 against Bill Belichick in his last four, right? Like, yes. I, I, I can't. That's I can't understand. I can't. I don't. I don't get it. Martin, the Miami Dolphins are going to regret this for a long time. And the, to me, if I could have one gripe with Brian Flores, would be the offensive system that he put in place initially, hiring Shan Gailey. And it was like, why? Right. And I mean, Shan Gailey is an older coach. It, you want somebody more progressive, and then you fire him, you hire another court. That would be my only gripe. And you could say, oh, you started one and seven, but boy, did they recover. The Dolphins, like, if you're the Miami Dolphins, what do you expect? What are you looking for when you're in a division with Bill Belichick, who is on that division? Now that division has Josh Allen, who looks like they're going to own a division here what do you expect Brian Flores to do? Number one, it's been reported. He wanted Herbert. You guys wanted Tua. Oof. So now, how does that look? So it looks like he was correct in that evaluation. And you're messing with the chemistry of his team and the psyche of his quarterback when you flirt with trading for Deshaun Watson over the course of the season. It doesn't happen. That could be why they started off one in seven. Once the trade deadline passed, oh, they started to win games. Right. So you could put a lot of this on the Dolphins. I believe they're idiots. They're going to regret this. And I really want to see Brian Flores go to an organization where he can flourish so they can be kicking themselves in the ass because he's dude, they're, they're fucking stupid, man. They're, they're stupid. That's just as simple as I can explain it. They're stupid. Yeah, it didn't. It Now, at, of the coaches that did get fired and of some that did, like Joe Judge is still the head coach of the New York Giants as we record this podcast today. But, like, of the floor saying, 
I didn't. Is he a great coach? I didn't necessarily think he was a great coach. He shouldn't but, be fired. Okay. Exactly. Dude, but but that's Martin. one thing. He see, he did not seem at no point that he seemed like he should have lost his. Martin. If you're gonna fire after one and seven, that's one thing. Who, 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 but even who, then who would have been a stretch. Who did the Indianapolis Colts lose their last two games to? You recall? The Raiders and the uh the Jacksonville Jaguars. Frank Rice still got a job. You lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who for two years in a row yeah. have the first pick of the draft. Like, what? You win against the Jags, you're in the playoffs. And you couldn't do that, but he still has a job. Joe Judge has shown in two years he really doesn't know what he's doing. He talks a good one. He acts like he does. Joe Judge is that guy that when it's time to fight, he going to do all the talking. But when it's really time to fight, he going to tell you he was just playing. Joe Judge gives me the vibes of, like, I feel like Brian Flores is who Joe Judge thinks he is. Yes. Like, in terms like, of, I'm, like, I'm really him. Like, I'm really a tough guy. Like, Brian Flores gives me the vibes of really, he's actually a tough guy. Like, you know, you actually are not going to just be able to do whatever you want and say whatever about you what want. he say. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. he's actually going, he's not just selling wolf tickets, as my dad would say, Brian Flores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know, that's, that's, that's your daddy. Yeah, you're out there selling wolf tickets. Yeah, you know, it's wolf tickets. It's crazy. But I mean, maybe the Dolphins made the right decision. I don't believe they did. You had a winning season, a winning record as a head coach of the Dolphins. But hey, when, when it's your organization and you're in charge, you do as you see fit. I don't think it was the right decision. I don't know many who believe it was the correct decision. But uh, if Ron Flores can get to Denver, that defense, got to find your quarterback. Hey, you hear what Vic Fangio said? What yeah. separates you from the rest of the teams in the division? Oh, all three of them have good quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, so shows what he thinks about uh, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. But it, it's it's a lot of openings out there. I believe Basaccia, he he should be given an opportunity to be the Raiders head coach. I, I given an opportunity, he should be the Raiders head coach to overcome the adversity that he had to overcome coaching that Raiders team. He should be given that. And so a lot of openings. I believe Joe Judge, uh, he's going to be let go of his, his job. There, there's just no way. He, he's shown you can give him another year for what? For Why what? would they fire him already? And when they just, when they just uh, retired Gettleman? Why would you fire him already? Because uh, they're going to. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm not saying what are the justifications for firing Joe Judge. That list is long and well qualified. I'm saying if you're the New York Giants, when Gettleman retires yesterday, why don't you just fire Joe Judge at the same time? Right, because any general manager that comes in wants a guy that their philosophies mesh. That's exactly right. So you're wasting another year with Joe Judge. You can tell a guy that's a good coach and he kind of knows what he's doing. The team, man, this team hate Joe Judge, bro. The players, we're grown men. They hate Joe Judge. Like, they feel like, I know guys, they don't like him. They don't like him. 
Right. And so that's a problem when you're losing and the players don't like the head coach. People don't, you, you're talking in a meeting, like, shut your ass up. You ain't listening to nothing he's saying. And I think to, to bring it full circle, I don't think you go one and seven and then turn around and then go, what, eight and one, even against, you know, bad teams, COVID depleted teams, whatever, if your head coach is just being shut out. That just doesn't happen. It wouldn't it's happen, easy, right? It's easy to yeah. give up on a season at one and seven, like, oh, we ain't making the playoffs. They didn't do that. They fought to the end. But it's the NFL, man. And again, I believe they're going to regret that. At the end of the day, only one team walks away feeling like they've had a successful season. And that's the team that wins the eventual Super Bowl. Everybody else, get ready for next year. Speaking of the eventual Super Bowl, TJ, the tournament is set. The, uh, the dance cards have been punched, and we'll start the first game. You just talked about him a second ago, Basaccia, Rich Basaccia, interim head coach. By the way, just real quick, the Colts lost their last two games to miss the playoffs to two interim head coaches, by the way. Anyway, Rich Basaccia, interim head coach of the Oakland Raiders, is traveling to Cincinnati, taking on the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor. They're giving up six, and uh, – at the, what, is, what is what is the state Bengals stadium called? First Paul Energy, Brown. Paul Brown, Paul Brown Paul Stadium. Brown stadium. Oh, good for them. They don't have a. Yeah, they didn't want to. They didn't want to sling thing out. Yeah, they. I don't. They didn't want to sponsor. They didn't want to sling it out and get get some, as your boy Rob Parker will say, some shekels. Right, some shekels. So literally named after the founder of the team, the Paul Brown Stadium. Man, I tell you what, I did not think that they would be playing host of a playoff game at any point this season, but here we are. TJ, are the Bengals going to cover this game? Man, giving up six points, that's a lot of points in the playoffs. You would, you would assume teams are evenly matched, but I'm going to get straight to it. Yeah, I, I see the Bengals beating ass, to be honest with you. In the first meeting, I believe it was 32-13. to 13. The game was closer than the score actually indicated because the Bengals went up. It was 13 to six. Yeah. I believe at halftime. And so that, that that's a fairly competitive game. 13 to six, it can go either way. The Bengals just turned it on. And, and when you, when you look at it, it was like, how Joe didn't throw for a lot of yards. I believe Mixon ran for over 125 yards. He had a good game running the ball. Cardin really turned it over. And so the Bengals just played a really good game. Now, in order for the Bengals to win by six, the first game, Darren Waller went off. They have to contain Darren Waller. They cannot let him go off. I don't believe they're going to be able to run the ball as effectively against the Bengals as they did the Chargers. Mm -hmm. But this is a different Bengals offense that they'll face Saturday than what they faced in Las Vegas back in November. It's completely different offense. The confidence, the way Joe's playing, Jamar, T, it's a different offense. And so with that being said, I'll give up the six points, and I'm rolling with the Cincinnati Bengals to put their foot up the Raiders, you know what. Yeah, as a quick aside, and I, this probably won't be very quick as I sit here and think about it, but you know they kept talking about on Sunday or Monday, whatever night that was, uh, yeah, Sunday night, where uh, when he called the timeout, when Brendan Staley called timeout, like if whether or not he called timeout or not, were people just missing the fact that the Raiders were running the ball for 10 yards a carry? 
Like that timeout, like people are really, they find anything to get mad. Brandon Staley, I thought did an awful job, but that timeout wasn't one of them. I agree. The timeout wasn't one of them. Dude, the Raiders literally, they're on a 50 yard line and I'm sitting here saying, they're not kicking a field goal unless they get to the 30 yard line. I don't know if they can run the ball and get 20 more yards. And they did. That's was the key. They were getting That's seven, eight a pop. Thank you. Thank you. They're like, they were kicking a 57 yard. They would line up for a 57 yard field goal. No. Well, did you ignore the fact that they ran for 10 yards to play before and were lining up to run again? It's like they had, been, and, and had already picked up a third and 23 in this game. They're running the ball for plus yards every single play. You know, I think Brendan Staley called timeout just to try to get his defense together because, it, like, the rationale behind the timeout made all the sense in the world to me. All the sense in the world. I mean, and he called a timeout. It was like two seconds left in the play and on the play clock. So it wasn't like the timeout wasn't the problem that I had. It was just you're a defensive coach and your inability to stop the run. It was like him being a defensive coordinator for the rounds was a match made in heaven. He had great players mm-hmm. that made great plays to make him look like he was a great coordinator. You go down the road to the Chargers, they don't have bad players. No, nah, man. Uh, TJ, I was reading this article in The Athletic last year about Brandon Staley and how he was organizing this defense and so on. And he was telling me now, again, you understand this probably much better than I do, but he was, he was explaining that, excuse me. He was explaining in such a way you have the A, B and C gaps, right? Yeah. And so the way that Brandon Staley lines up his defensive linemen, most of they cover one and a half gaps as opposed to just covering the one gap. And I'm sitting here and I'm just like, I'm like, oh, like, okay. All right, cool. I just, I, I, without, ha- I've never covered a gap nor tried to stop a man from covering one. So I'm going to go ahead and take what you're telling me at face value. So I'm reading it and I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, okay, well, how much of this is just because Aaron Donald requires a double team on every play? That's, what, the he, math that's is what they should have said, Martin. Exactly. That Aaron right. Donald the is, is covering two gaps so then everybody else my job easy right Aaron Donald yes that's all it is he doesn't have an Aaron Donald he tried to do that shit in the Chargers it's not working bro it's not working and so kudos to him for landing with the Rams when he did because and and then you know as I sit back and think about it again Remember the game in uh was it Seattle the playoff game where Aaron Donald he tore his pec? Yeah. He was playing in the playoffs and he wasn't really effective and they got gassed through the middle. It was like maybe that maybe maybe your defensive lineman should just contain one gap. Then just try to, you know, you take the Dude, A gap, you, you take the B and you take the is C. He's not gonna throw the ball. They should not gas you for eight to ten yards of carry. It's just that simple. They so, should not. It's a national with, football league. Should not happen. With all of that being said, because I did think, oh, one more question for you about the Chargers of Brendan Staley before I get off of this, because I really thought that they were going to win that game. And they had, when we finished one and three, I, would, I mean, honestly, I would think about firing him if I'm in charge. Like, I re- really think about it. I so, would really think about it. This was my biggest, like, all right, my biggest problem with Brandon Staley 
is all right, you want to go forward on fourth and one on your own 18 yard line. And lose I don't I don't agree with that play call, but it is what it is. You lost that Kansas City game. And after that Kansas City game, you said we're gonna come out, we're gonna try to win the game. We got we feel like we have the best player on the field with Justin Herbert. We're gonna go out, we're gonna put the ball in his hands and try to make game winning, game converting plays essentially if, if we're going to win the game we're going to win or lose this game we want to win or lose it with him right that's how we want to go down cool makes sense so and when they come down and tie the game with no time left and kick it why do they not go for two if you're the same guy that's going for it on fourth and one on your own 18 yard line because justin herbert's the best player in the game you think you can sustain that drive you can you then convert what six out of the rest six for six on the other uh six fourth downs you go for in the rest of that game and all season you've been going for it on fourth and short going for two and this in the biggest moment of the year literally playoffs or not you have the chance to win the game and go for two and you don't i don't understand that logic for brandon staley like based off the way he's been calling it the rest of the season brandon staley is a human being he knows Damn well, if he doesn't get that two-point conversion, he's going to be vilified. They're going to crucify him. They're going to talk about him the entire week in a negative manner. Right. You kick the field goal, we just lost the game. He goes for two, and he doesn't get it after going for it on fourth down on your own 18, not getting it. I don't believe he would be able to overcome all of the negative publicity that would come from that. He might have been fired because of that. You now just I, I just I hear you, but I just it just felt like it went against that, everything that you have been telling me the first 16 games. Exactly. And if I was a player on that offense, what did we just say? What team, did we just I would say be earlier? like, yo, what the what the hell? What the what hell? Did coach? Just, what did we just say earlier? Everybody is about that smoke until it gets smoky. Like, we can do it. We're going to put it in his hands. You got two yards. Two yards to go to the playoffs or two yards to go home. Would you not take your chances? So now they're sitting at home, and he's, why did I go for it on fourth down? Why didn't I do this? We Hindsight is twenty twenty. He may be a fantastic coach. He didn't show that this past Sunday night against the Raiders. I just felt, I just felt that he lost the Kansas city game by going for to like by, by sticking to his principles, he lost the Kansas city game. And in spite of all the things that he did poorly in, in, in on Sunday night versus the Raiders, he lost that game as well by not sticking to his principles. And, and another thing with this Raiders and Bengals game, also, part of the reason that I really like the Bengals, and not because I'm recognized because of my play with the Bengals, is people got to take into account. The Raiders basically just played five quarters of football. Because yeah. that overtime period went the, the full allotment of the 10 minutes. They played Sunday night. They turn around and play this playoff game Saturday night. So yesterday was Monday, day off. Today they are in there. They're going to do a walkthrough. 
because it's two days out of, out of the game. So today will be a walkthrough of the game plan. Tomorrow, they'll practice full speed, which in essence would be their normal Wednesday practice. But they're not getting the normal days off. Oh, yeah, they're, they're miss there's a day missing in between what they should have. They're probably, depending on what they do, will fly out Thursday. But because they play Saturday night, they may fly out Friday morning. They're not getting a normal practice week, a normal week of rest after playing, in essence, five quarters of a football game that went in overtime against the Chargers. They're not going to be as physically uh, rested and prepared, I believe, as the Bengals will be. Well, I know this. I tried to play those games. What three weeks ago when we had Tuesday games going into Sunday games and all of that? You know what I you know what it got me, TJ? Smoked. So I'm gonna go ahead and go with history on this one. I like the Bengals to win this game, obviously. I think I told you the Bengals were gonna I have the Bengals as you know my Super Bowl favorite out of the AFC, especially for the value, right? Like I think that you know, I think they have a good shot when you just look at the way that it all breaks down. I like the way the Bengals have a shot to get to the Super Bowl and at plus two thousand. Uh, why not? Uh, so I like the Bengals to win, but troubling number here, TJ. Home favorites of seven or less points since the wild card in 2003, 14, 28, and one. Wow. It's not good. It's not good one bit. So I'm going to probably lay this point. I'm probably going to take the Raiders here plus six, even though I do like the Bengals to win the game. Um, the Raiders have played a lot of close games this year. Like, like you said, the Raiders split play five quarters of football. The Raiders essentially have played two playoff games going into this one. Yes. I think the Raiders will keep it close, but you know what? I've been predicting the fall of the steam, the falling out of steam of the Raiders for the longest. It hasn't happened yet. That offensive um, line did a hell of a job protecting Carr, Max and Crosby, really, and really improved one man the year. The offensive line really improved throughout the year. Trey Hendrickson is going to have to do, do work Sunday, and they're going to have to have a plan to negate Max Crosby. They don't do that. It's going to be a long day. Yeah, but I, I do think the Bengals will end up winning this game, but I, that, the Raiders defensive line does give me cause for concern, and I hope that Burrow's knee, knee is good. Yeah, it seemed to be. He should, he, I think he's fine. He was walking normal uh, towards the end. I think he's fine. So moving on to the AFC, another AFC East matchup, right? This is the third time we'll see these two teams play. The Patriots are in Orchard Park playing the Bills. The Bills are four-point favorites. TJ, I think uh, I picked the Patriots both times. You picked the Bills both times as these two as these games. So we're one and one here. So which one are you going to – which side are you going? I'm going three for three. going to be the right side? No. Ah. I'm you going, picked the Bills the first time. You were no, no. When I say three for three, I mean I'm picking the Bills all three times. Okay. I believe the Bills are the better team. They're playing at home. It's going to be extremely cold. I'm sure it's going to be snowing. It's a late game, so the weather won't be the best. But the Bills are the better football team. Number one defense in the league, top five offense. They can beat you both ways. And so I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. If 
I need a quarterback to make the winning drive. Who do I feel more comfortable with? Uh, Josh Allen. They, they're top five in offense and defense. So I'm going with the Buffalo Bills to win this game. It was a good rookie season by Mac Jones, but uh, it comes to an end at the hand of a divisional opponent. And I'll tell you this, too. It was a good rookie season for Mac Jones, but even me holding a 20-to-1 Mac Jones Rookie of the Year ticket. It looked good, too. It looked really good until about the last two weeks. The last yeah. Joe Burrow throwing for a thousand yards in the last two weeks of the season really kind of messed up my rookie of the year uh, uh, ticket there. Damn near 500 of those yards of Jamar. <laughs> I, I, that's what I exactly that's what I'm saying. Just the idea that the Bengals were like, you know, the Bengals they haven't ran the ball efficiently the last, you know, you know, six or seven weeks. That's fine because we just throw the ball for, you know, a thousand yards. Joe Burrow had a good half a season in uh, two games, mind you. But anyway. In this game, I just told you that number, but I had to take the Raiders plus six. Well, it's, it's just reverse. Road dogs of, of seven points or fewer. 14, I mean, 28, 14, and one since 2003. You mean Bill Belichick plus four. I understand that Matt Jones' arm strength is not that. The rookie of the year thing is over with. And that, you know, it was all well and good. See, this is how I know you're a real gambler. They always say, don't bet the teams. You bet the bet numbers. Bet the numbers. Right. I bet the teams. You bet <laughs> the numbers. That's exact. No, 100%. 100%. I, like, how, do, how does this game, how, does, how do the Patriots win this game? You know, if you just look at the stat sheet, they don't, right? You know, but, you know, maybe Josh has a turnover, you know, a, a costly interception. And even in that game that they won, there was J.C. Jackson dropped two picks that, you know, they would they were, they were, I won't say dropped his tough terms because he had blue for hands for most of the year. But they were just catches that you would expect him to have made. Uh, but, yeah, and the Bills, too, 0-5 in one-score games this year, which gets, which is weird. I just feel like this is going to be a close one. I do think they'll pull it out. But, uh I do think, though, also, if you like the Pats in this game, you should look at them to win the AFC because the winner of this game is going to beat the Titans. And if you look at the Patriots right now, they're plus a 10 to 1 to win the AFC. So you can get that ticket. You know, basically, you're looking at 10 to 1 to beat the Titans. After I don't that. know if the Patriots can beat the Titans. Well, I'm telling you, that's what I think is going to happen, TJ. I, I don't know if the Patriots will beat the Bills. This is good. But We're I think. Opposite end, two games, two different sides of the fence here. I like this. Yeah, I, said, I don't know if the Patriots win this weekend, but a winner of this weekend beats Tennessee next week. That's my that's my official opinion on that. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles going to the NFC are traveling down to Tampa Bay to play the Antonio Brown-less Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He won't be there. Tom Brady will. He from the pit, uh, not the palace. Did you listen to the song? What did you think? I just heard like 20 seconds of it. The 20 seconds that I heard wasn't bad. I'm from the pit, not the palace. That's all I remember. You know, I, I heard, I saw it on Instagram and I was like, you know, I should, I should do this for journalistic purposes. Just check it out. I say this much better than his first song, whole lot of money of which I do question how much money does Antonio Brown still have? Because if you look at most of his issues and causes and concerns, there's always a little underlying thing about money. 
Like we found out he didn't have the Vax card because he didn't pay the chef. And why? Well, supposedly, why did he freak out? Hey, when his incentive. I don't this. know. He didn't want to pay the chef ten grand, get suspended for three games, ends up losing three hundred grand over ten grand. Make it make sense, but I digress. And uh, well, he posted a picture with Kanye West yesterday, so everything is going well in the uh, Antonio Brown uh, world. But he won't be at this game in any event. Mike Evans will probably be there. You know, Gronk will be there. Brady and so on and so forth. But they're giving up eight and a half versus the Philadelphia Eagles. TJ, I'm taking the Buccaneers. I'm taking the Buccaneers. Uh, eight and a half is a lot of points. However, the Eagles aren't good. They only have every good team they play, they lose to. Every bad team they play, they beat. I've talked myself into the Eagles running offense in the last few weeks, but just realistically speaking, they're not going to be able to do that against a team like Tampa. And Tampa Brady's not losing in the first round of the playoffs. They may not cover eight and a half, but they're not going to lose. I think they cover the eight and a half though. Todd Bowles defense, they prioritize stopping the run. That, that's rule number one in his defense. We are going to stop the run and make you one-dimensional. That has been the Eagles' calling card, and that's what has gotten them into the playoffs is with Jalen Hurts, who we don't know how healthy he is, running the ball. I'm going to take the Bucks reluctantly because I truly feel they're going to put up a more competitive game that we're giving them credit for. But – the Bucks, they've—they're champions. They—they—they've been there. They've done that. Eight points is a ton. Going into the season, not many people expected the Eagles to win four or five games. So to be in the playoffs is a successful season. But I do believe they'll give us a competitive game. I'm just not so sure. In that fourth quarter, when it's a one-possession game that they won't make a mistake and turn this into a two-possession game, which will in turn be a cover for the Bucs. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. Yeah, eight and a half is just a lot of points. I don't even necessarily see it being a close game in, down the stretch, even though the, the Buccaneers secondary to me leaves a little bit to be, to be desired. But Jalen Hurts will not be able to take advantage of it. And I think that the big, the big, uh, the big laugher of all of this is – the Colts missed the playoffs. They traded all this to get Carson Wentz. The Eagles made the playoffs. They'll be quickly out, and I don't think either one of them has a franchise quarterback. And then, and, and of the in the uh, in the wash, just a whole bunch of picks moved around. The Eagles have some picks though from it, so <laughs> they definitely they have do. some ammunition. Before we run through the rest of the super super wild card weekend, let's take a quick break. All right, TJ, the 49ers and the Cowboys, one of the NFL's oldest NFC rivalries, is taking a new chapter. Cowboys are three-point favorites. I watched the 49ers beat the Los Angeles Rams in person at SoFi Stadium. TJ, I tell you what, I haven't been around that many people in over two and a half years. It was both uh, exhilarating and terrifying at the same time. I had my KN95 and the surgical mask. It was double strapped, didn't eat, didn't drink one bit. However, 
I did not choke nearly as hard as the Los Angeles Rams did in the second half and overtime of that game. And I just think we'll get to them in a second. But anyway, the 49ers are in the playoffs because of that game. They should be the Saints here. Makes me sick. 17-0. Raheem Morris uh, needs to figure out what's the problem with the Rams when they play the Niners. Like, it's – I don't know. Like, you can't be up 17-0 and have those type of players on defense and give it up. But the key of that game, I'm going to get on that game, in my opinion, was when Debo Samuels caught that. Uh, I guess it was a corner route, but he stopped. And Jalen Ramsey got a bit selfish and was jumping the flat route when he already had a defender that was covering that flat route. If he sinks, it's an interception or Jimmy G just doesn't throw. And I believe that was a 40-yard gain. You can't do that. You give them eight to 10 yards at a time, clocks running, no timeouts, tick, tick, tick. That selfish moment end up costing them the game, may end up costing them two home playoff games, but who knows? Kudos to the 49ers. This is an interesting matchup. Dan Quinn going against Kyle Shanahan, and Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons when Dan Quinn was the head coach when they lost that Super Bowl to the Patriots when they probably should have won it. I know both are very familiar with each other's schemes, who's evolved, who's changed up some things in their scheme, who knows. I'm just the 40. I just don't see the 49ers being able to sun the Cowboys with the run game. I I don't see it. They're not going to the 49ers are effective when they can run the ball and basically take your soul. Dan Quinn's not going to allow that to happen. You you can't. You can't allow that to happen. And and so I'm going to take the Cowboys. Giving up three points, that offense is better than the Rams' offense as of late. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. I'm concerned with the offensive line. Can they protect better than the Rams did? I say yes because I believe they are better. Even on out, they spread the ball around more. The Rams is Cooper Cup or bust. The Cowboys give it to other guys. I'm going to take Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys giving up three points. I think the 49ers run game will travel. I think this Cowboys defense has, I mean, these look, they give up a ton of yards. They're good at taking the ball away. But as I understand, the takeaways are kind of happenstance, right? Like whether or not you, you can't really go in and bank that you're going to force a takeaway, like, you know, and just and just count on that. Um, like Trevon Diggs, he's got a million interceptions. He's also gives up a ton of yards in, in coverage. And it's like Michael Parsons is an undersized defensive end who like how well will he be able to stand up in the run game like not, and it's, this isn't your NFC East run game. This is the 49ers. This is Trent Williams. This is, you know, this is a, the Shanahan. I mean, hell, Shanahan's and running the ball goes together like peanut butter and jelly. Like I've known that my whole football watching life from his dad to his son, you know? So, uh, and, and the other thing, I think the 49ers run defense is pretty stout. Like the Niners, I mean, the, the, the Rams, 
we're getting pushed off the line of scrimmage, it looked like to me, when they're trying to run the ball uh, against the 49ers. And seeing having to rely on Dak Prescott to throw you to a win is something that I'm not sure he's going to be able to do here. So I'm taking the 49ers in the three points. The Cal- I think it's more of a toss-up game, but uh, I would not be surprised if the 49ers went outright. But I'm telling you, I'm going to go ahead and take the 49ers in the three. It will be interesting because if you if you look at pro football focus, say the best defense in the playoffs, obviously the best defense in the regular season, Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Next best defense in the playoffs, who would you think they have up there? I bet they have the Cowboys up there. New England Patriots. Okay, Patriots. And then the next one. Is it, is it is it the Cowboys then? It's the Cowboys. See, and I so, was I think like I would think like like I, I feel like the Eagles may have a better defense than the I don't think the like, Cowboys defense doesn't seem like the Patriots defense. Yeah, I just missed on that one. They're great. Like the, the Bills Cowboys defense have is a, great. The seventh ranked defense in the league, and they have a top ten defense, bro. I'm, and, and I so, hear you. It just feels when funny. They have, they play like they playing like Taylor Heineke throwing interceptions with 12 minutes left in the first quarter. I mean, I I, I hear they played the Giants twice. The Giants who ran two quarterback sneaks on back to back. All you plays. can do is play the teams on the schedule, right? I feel you. I just maybe I just don't want the Cowboys to win. I, I don't know. I, I, so I do feel like we, the 49ers are they've been a good defense all year. They, they give up yards in the passing game. They do give up yards in the passing game. But they have been consistently good against the run all year. And yet you can say the teams that they play. And Micah Parsons will only be playing defensive end on certain throwing situations. They're going to have Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, and then a big linebacker in the middle with Micah Parsons, Van Der Esch. The Cowboys have good size along that front seven. The Rams don't have good size along that front seven. A little different. And so um, this is going to be an old school type of football game, power versus power. But the Cowboys, I believe, can finesse a little more than the 49ers can and are willing to. The Steelers. Big Ben has played his last game now three times because this <laughs> this will probably be his last one. As the Chiefs, the Steelers are going into Arrowhead. Uh, Chiefs are 12 and a half point favorites. Uh, but I mean, you know, he had the big ESPN Monday Night Football send off in week 17. Then he played his last game week 18. And now he's playing his last game again in the wild card. I I don't have much to say about that. I think this is gonna get ugly. Like this is one of those where I see it being one of the like I don't feel like the Steelers were have been a real playoff team this whole year. Like when I look at them, I don't think that the Steelers are are actual like actual Super Bowl contenders, even though I know they understand they made the dance. So by definition, they are, you have a shot, but like, they're, they're just not, they're not, they're not real. Ben Roethlisberger, they don't have enough juice in the tank to get through any of this stuff. And I just, I don't, yeah, I feel like this might be. They have enough juice to cover 12 and a half points. I don't even think that. I feel like this is something you might see. Like, what was Dan Marino's last time out? He got got to be like 56 to 7. Stuff like this could be like, uh, this game is not kind to legends on the way out. 
And I don't think this will be kind to this legend on the way out. It's uh for me, it's intriguing because the last two weeks of the regular season, you can say the Steelers, they had, I wouldn't say luck on their side, but they just had fate on their side. The Browns are out of playoff contention. Baker Mayfield didn't play that well. And so they really couldn't make the playoffs. And so it was like, uh, we're going to just play the Steelers. And obviously they lose. The Ravens had an opportunity to make the playoffs, but I have an opportunity to win the lottery and I've never won it. Just like the, I didn't believe. Oh, hey, the Ravens a, quick, a, a quick aside. Everybody for the three weeks ago who was saying that it didn't make a difference if Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley was playing, just stop it. Stop it. You all, everybody an apology. All right, but as a quick aside. Hey, are the Ravens really, are they going to sign Lamar with the way Tyler Hunton's looking? Uh, Yeah, they are. Yes, yes, yes. So That's the MVP you're talking about right there. The Steelers, they just, they've had the ball bounce their way the last two weeks for them to get into the playoffs. But one thing that 12 and a half points is a lot. And we're talking the Chiefs who have rarely covered over the course of the last two years. But when I Steelers defense, they're gonna play defense. They're they they're gonna be stout on defense. My only holdup is where is the offense gonna come from? The Steelers throw the ball short, they don't push the ball down the field, they don't run the ball effectively, not on a consistent basis. It's where are the points gonna come from? And I don't know that. But what I do know is this. They're going to play good defense. They're going to get pressure on Mahomes. Kansas City's just not going to go up and down the field against the Pittsburgh Steelers and not that defense. At least we hope not because the Bengals did it at will with T.J. Watt playing. And right. so I know the Kansas City Chiefs are watching that game saying, we're just as good or better than the Bengals offense. We should be able to do the same thing. 12 points is a lot in the playoffs. I really don't. I'm being honest. Like, I'm talking so much. I don't know what to do. But the more well, I think about it, I'm going to take the Chiefs. As I, I don't tell you, know where the Steelers are going to get their points from. Let me give you a good gambling number. Home double-digit favorites in the wild card. Doesn't happen often. They're 5-0. and oh, wow. If a, team sneaks, if a team sneaks into the playoffs, they wow. normally get snuck right back out. <laughs> wow, five and oh, wow. So I'm thinking that this is going to be. I, 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 I had numbers I have and a not fifteen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I mean, let's be honest. This is a game in which you can only pick the numbers because both of the you want to talk about limping into the playoffs. The NFC West representatives, goodness gracious, the San Francisco 49ers look the best so far because you got the Man. Cardinals. And the Rams, both of them backsliding. Michael Jackson moonwalking into the playoffs. The Rams are hosting at SoFi, are giving our four point favorites. I'm going with the Rams because the card. It's like it's like I, I would like to just take neither team, right? But I, without Hopkins, if he doesn't play, I, the Cardinals are a different team without it. If if anything goes wrong for Arizona. As soon as the the gasket caps off, off comes off of that offense, it it goes 
very badly. The Rams are more talented. The Rams will win this game. I'm taking the Rams as well. And it's really the way that second game played. It wasn't close. The Rams manhandled the Cardinals, pressured Kyler Murray. I mean, the game was close, but I didn't feel like it was close. They, had, they pressured them the entire game. Von Miller was getting sacks. Aaron Donald, I believe, had three sacks. And I felt like it was an easy win. But anytime you have Kyler Murray and his mobility, it's going to present a problem. The Rams have to figure this out defensively. You, you can't go from being the dominant defense you were last year to now you're not that. They don't seem like they play well together on a consistent basis for 60 full minutes. But it's a divisional opponent. We know each other very well. They know us. We know them. The Rams are the better team. I will be honest. Matthew Stafford is scaring me now. I, I picked the Rams at the start of the season to represent the NFC in a Super Bowl. I'm not very confident in that pick any longer. He, his play is starting to worry me. I look, if it's not, you're not looking. Because and so, I, 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 was I mean, that. I was in the stadium, TJ. I'm sitting there looking. I'm watching. I said, "Oh, Odell is open, off the line." I'm like, "I'm watching off the line." That ball like, down Odell the field. If Game's he over, throws Rams. that ball down the field, it's a touchdown. Game's over. Rams win. Touch, he under with Matthew Stafford's arm. That's a touch. Like, why would you underthrow that ball? And, and so I'm concerned the way he's played because he is part of the reason they're not the second seed, if not him and that run defense. And so I'm going to take the Rams. I'm not overly confident with this because that mobility of Kyler and just being a divisional opponent, and they did smoke the Rams that first game. But I'm rolling with the Rams because they were my pick. I got to stay with them. All right, TJ. Look, you're getting phone calls left, right, and center. The people want to talk to you. Why don't you give us your lemon pepper parlay so we can go ahead and get out of here? Man, this lemon pepper parlay, man. Uh, and I thought I turned that off, but I guess I don't know what I'm doing. Um, Sorry, we know football, not technology. You know I'm going with the Bengals. That, that's, that's, that's the first leg in a lemon pepper parlay. First playoff win in 20 years. I said it when Joe Burrow got drafted that he would win a playoff game on his rookie contract. Did not think it would be a second year, but here we are. So I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. I was going with the uh, Dallas Cowboys, but the only reason I'm switching it up and going with the Chiefs is because one Martin Weiss just told me you're a double-digit favorite. You're 5-0. and oh, So I got to go with the numbers. But I was going to go with the Cowboys. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs. So it's the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs, the lemon pepper parlay, because Martin White switched my mind in the middle of the race. Hey, well, you know what? Listen to me. You'd be in good shape. Uh, for my lemon pepper parlay, TJ's going to be two upsets this weekend. And I'm playing both of them in my lemon pepper parlay. The Patriots plus four against the Bills and the 49ers 
plus three against the Cowboys. If you're feeling really wild, you're feeling really crazy, take the money lines and sprinkle a little there. That's my lemon pepper part. We really went against Let's each see. other this week. One of us is going to be right, and the other one going to be wrong. That's all right, TJ. I will allow you. I will allow you all the grace needed next week when you can apologize to me. I'll give you the first literal two, three minutes of the podcast. You tell me about how me, a layperson, never made a tackle, never caught a ball. I've never done a touchdown dance outside of my living room when I scored on Madden. That I know more football than you. It's okay. We're going to see.